0: Welcome to Style Section, the Wise Guy podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Sheila. And we are here to talk about three, count them, three episodes of Wise Guy, our most ever. But we anticipate this being uh, one of our shortest episodes, if we can manage it, for I think what will become obvious reasons. That is, there's really not much to say about these episodes, except for one. And this is where I'm going to have to start off things with an apology. In my head I had confused the episode Reunion with the episode Romp. Romp is the episode that is debatably the worst episode of Wise Guy ever. Reunion is actually a pretty fun episode for a lot of reasons which we'll get there when we talk about it. Uh it does not I mean it's it's fun, but we can we can debate how good it is once we get there. It was, uh, when I remembered, when I got like 20 minutes in, well, not 20, but when I got like 10 minutes in and I remembered which episode it was, I'm like, oh no, I like this episode. So I, I apologize oh, I for saying the wrong thing about it. You did oh, not well. turn around on it, but we we will get there. We will get there. What? All right. Okay, so yeah. let's do it. Your let's thing.
1: Interesting thing. Go. I have um I wouldn't I don't call it a bootleg because when when it comes from DVDs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and stuff, but I have I think I have more than one version of Wise Guy. Really? And I'm watching, oh maybe not. I keep thinking I do. And I don't know. I know Anyway, I'm watching this on the dvds right uh and um ex- except for of course the music arc
0: yeah so course. i
1: finish i finish how will i be remembered or whatever how will called. they remember me how will they remember me yeah well, and i go to do people do
0: people do it all the time
1: people do it all the time it's not on the DVDs. What? No. The next DVD, which is called Episode Seven, is Reunion.
0: Okay. That's weird. So nope. you were not able to watch the episode? Oh no, 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 no! I will You went and watched it. the episode, I, okay? I go on YouTube, and yeah, I go on
1: YouTube hoping it'll be there. Well, okay, somebody. <laughs> has put up. Now I wonder uh, how many episodes she's actually put up right on and they're about thirty six minutes long. Oh okay. I thought oh well what she's but clearly what she's done is cut out the this time on Wise Guy. Cut out the entire front.
0: The whole, She's the great. opening music, the credits, blah 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 blah. The
1: end, the everything, nice. And she nice. comes up with thirty six, thirty seven minutes. Nice,
0: that's great.
1: So I was able to watch that thirty six, thirty seven minutes of the show, with great.
0: While I was vacuuming, nice. And cleaning. That is up. weird, uh, though. Why would that like, all weird. episodes to not be on the DVD?
1: Well, that's I'm really
0: strange.
1: I'm wondering. Like I was trying to figure out why it would have been pulled on the DVDs because right. it's none of these issues, unless it is that at some point somebody decided that when we get to the end of this episode, near the end of this episode, yeah, right, you have this whole um, stick with the guys he works with who are all Hispanic. Yeah. And maybe somebody had, it was
0: a large enough segment, maybe somebody decided it could be a little offensive. I can't imagine anyone watching that and calling that offensive.
1: Uh, Oh, I could think how. Mm. (laughs) Like, I don't, because that, when you watch the episode, other than the fact that I find Jim Burns sometimes he almost feels stilted. I
0: can see that. By, by,
1: you know, he's his he's just too angry
0: all the time. He's and, a very angry man.
1: Yes. And um, sometimes that's problematic. But I because but I can't think of anything else in that episode. Well, yeah, like
0: why right? would you cut I, that episode?
1: Yeah. There's no music issues in that episode. Nope
0: there There's are no, music. no. like w- why on earth would that episode not make it onto a dvd yeah, that is that is baffling to and me
1: and that's the only segment i and mean no, we'll i mean they've
0: about about never we'll cut and they've never cut anything for anything like that in the past so i can't imagine that's it either but i don't know that anything is that i'm saying i'm i'm just telling you people yeah. don't cut episodes of tv shows these dvds came out in 2008 Okay, no, but the whole idea of cutting anything for racial sensitivity started a year and a half ago. Like, that's a fact. And people were scandalized because they cut the extremely racist sketches out of the Muppets. And I'm like, I'm glad they cut the extremely racist sketches out of the Muppets. Because it's embarrassing going back and watching the Muppets, right? And being like, oh, God, there's some really racist stuff in here because you know how much I loved the Muppets as a kid.
1: You know, like, that's like changing the violence in, uh, you
0: know, Bugs Bunny. The difference, though, is that the violence is one thing. Like, the violence is one thing. We can debate the value of it. The other thing is there's no excuse for the portrayal of the coding of Mexicans as dumb and lazy in Speedy Gonzales. Well, yeah. Like Whereas I'm fine with all the violence. I'm also fine with them censoring all of Speedy Gonzalez. (laughs) Like the weird part is Speedy Gonzalez as a character, nothing wrong with him, but that the central joke of the character is he's the one Mexican. Who's not lazy. That's the problem. Like the problem is all of the other mice who are depicted as lazy loafers who don't want to work. And Speedy Gonzalez is the, you know, Hi, guy Caramba. who saves everybody from the cats. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not Speedy Gonzalez, the character is problematic. It's the context in which that character lives, where he's the one. You know, competent Mexican. So yeah, I got some real problems with Speedy Gonzales, but that's the furthest thing from what we're here to talk about. I've just realized that I'm now talking about Speedy Gonzales. I'm going to take how a step back. Get too long. So get too long. These episodes let's start talking about the first: That's what one. I'm saying
1: if right. it wasn't here who would have
0: cared well no here's the thing about people about um how will they remember me so um Vinny's <laughs> mother Vinny's mother and donna yuppo have moved to arizona right uh she did not leave him no matter how yeah. pissed off Vinny gets she didn't leave him because you know what like, Vinny feels betrayed, but at the same time, he did prove to his wife that he was done with the life in the most dramatic way possible. Yes. Like, he literally got rid of the commission so they would never be a problem anymore. Like hey. He did everything Carlotta wanted. Yeah. And so she moves yeah. with him to Arizona uh, just to get away, because let's face it, with the mob falling apart, it's kind of good for Don Ayupo to get out of there. Yeah.
1: Well, as she said when she left him in the hospital, he'll get better now.
0: <laughs> and he did. And he, he did. actually yeah. did. Yeah. And so, he uh, had
1: planned this whole thing right from the beginning and he yeah. explained it to her. And of course, she doesn't have Vinny's messed up loyalties. Nope. Okay. She's got a husband.
0: She's, yeah, people are.
1: Don't know who these people are. Yeah. Whereas Vinny, very clearly still does because he's mad at the Don for engineering all of this and his mother is thrilled. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's very very funny. You're right. Okay. The one thing that this episode shows Yeah. Okay. Is why Vinny is so friggin' messed up. Yeah. And has divided loyalties. Well, And that's what I was going to get to. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about his father's life. But if yeah. there is one thing that when you see the portrayal of his father, and of course it is, you know, yeah, it's Ken is, Wall
0: playing uh playing, Ken Kenwall is playing Johnny Boy, Taranella. Yeah, huh? and, you know, Amber is playing the, the floozy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but more importantly, Tony Greco's back. <laughs> We haven't seen Tony Greco since the pilot. And that's who's playing. Like the guys playing the mobbed up buddies are of of Johnny boy are Tony Greco and the guy who owned the garage in the white supremacy arc. Yep. And then who shows up as the as the out of town mobster? As the guy who runs the area? It's no money Mahoney. Yeah. And on one level. And on one level, not you at, kind and, of want um, you kind of want to see Ray Sharkey show up? But I understand why they couldn't have Ray Sharkey coming back because White Noise is such a perfect ending. goodbye to the character. And who knows who knows what was
1: going on in Ray Sharkey's life at this point? Exactly right? right. We always have to remember that that
0: is a factor with all of this. <laughs> Ray Sharkey right. had. A serious, he did, yeah. Serious. He had a massive drug problem, and he had gotten <laughs> AIDS, and so yeah, he, yeah, he was, he was in, or was it hepatitis C? No, I think it was AIDS. No, no, he AIDS.
1: had HIV.
0: Yeah, uh, and then never inject drugs, AIDS, people. Never inject drugs. But you were going to say who was what? No, I was going to say who played the the boss.
1: Isn't that wasn't that uh which boss?
0: Well, their intermediate boss. Oh yeah, it's it's um you know uh he's just Peter yeah um uh Chaz Palmentary. I mean, yeah it yeah. was Chaz But you know I mean Palmin- it's it's Peter. not as much of a reach back because Chaz Palmentary was in the show two episodes ago you know so it's yeah. not a big callback the way every well, like again we're seeing somebody from the pilot having a major role in this show like yeah, yeah. Uh, having okay. having tony greco back is a much bigger deal than chaz palmentary coming back but yeah chaz palmentary plays the local boss and the funny part of this episode is um uh the the message of the episode is that Sonny steelgrave was 100% right about vinny <laughs> Yeah. He, oh, he drove a bread truck. And then every Friday he would pick up an envelope for people and he would turn it on at the local union hall and get a couple of hundred extra bucks a week. And it's like, yeah, that's actually true. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was more to the story, but, you know, he accurately called what it was like being a neighborhood guy at the time. Yeah, I mean, it it is. The whole
1: thing is fascinating, but it's also... Why you can see how Vinny ends up the way he is, and the oh, values the values here of if you want to talk toxic masculinity, oh my god, and the idea oh that the only thing that counts is if you make money, yep, and the only thing that counts is if you have a big house with a four car garage, and, and if well you don't if have those people,
0: things, if people think of you, it's like you're defining your masculinity. By how other people think of you. And that's a key part of it. Like, he wants to be seen as an important guy in the neighborhood. And he gets it briefly by running numbers. Yeah. I mean, that's the bizarre part. Yeah. Because guys he grew up with, you know, guys he grew up with are guys who are running this stuff now. And he's like, well, you know, how come I never made something for myself? How many got anywhere? You know, he makes a couple hundred bucks a week driving a bread truck and it's like that's not enough to send his kids to college so what's he gonna do and so his friends uh are like pick up some numbers for us you know it's like you're you're driving the route anyway it'd be perfect and if you don't know what the numbers are we've talked about it before it's an illegal lottery because and this is a fun fact lotteries being legal is a relatively recent thing in the history of america like that wasn't a thing until the 60s so uh, there were always, and you know, the, the government had to clear out the numbers racket to justify, to make it so people would buy into their lotteries. And so, yeah, like, and so when the character that Tony Greco is playing, I know that's a weird way to say it, but I'm going with it. uh The character says, yeah, what does it matter? This is all going to be legal in a little while anyway. He's right. Like he is Correct. <laughs> So take a bit of money now. Yeah, take the money now. It's fine. Like, there's nothing immoral about a lottery. The government's about to start a lottery. So who cares? And so, yeah, Tony Greco is correct about that. All of this stuff would become legal very soon. Obviously, the numbers wouldn't become uh, legal, like the numbers racket. But the whole concept of having a lottery is something that the government was going to start cashing in on really soon. So, yeah, Tony Greco's character was right about that one. All right. So... It's essentially just Vinny uh, gets a bunch of Pete stuff. We, oh, isn't it sweet that we got a follow up with the, uh, uh with the Monsignor? I who, guess. You know, who the last thing that happened in Pete's life was the Monsignor telling him, you know, like uh, laying down the law about being too nice to Jewish people, you know, <laughs> and talking about how, like what the church means is not like what the church means is not, uh, you know, it's the institution. Um, what is it? not just the institution, but like, um, ritual, ritual was the thing.
1: Following the institution's process.
0: Yes, exactly. It's more about like, are you, are you creating good in the world? And we get the fact that it's like his brother died, you know, almost two years ago and, oh, yeah, it turns out that this guy has kind of been haunted by the last conversation he had with Pete for those two years, and I really like that touch the you know this this idea that Pete was stuck in this guy's head all of that time because he left his relationship with him so badly i I kind of like that aspect of this episode. I think that's a really uh, nice touch
1: whatever you whatever you say, what do but I? I think it's a nice touch.
0: Like okay. them following up uh you know, reminding us of Pete. You know? No, I
1: mean it's nice to be reminded of Pete. What I wanna know is how the hell did Pete get this and
0: why the hell did he keep it a secret? Well, yeah, and I was about to say that and <laughs> this journal uh is like there's no way everything we know about Pete, everything we know about his relation with Vinny, how he talked about his dad, there's no way Pete's got a journal of his dad talking about the time he was briefly mobbed up like there's just no way no you're right Uh, you're right to object to that and i'm not defending that aspect of the episode you know and the the, the address book
1: that his brother had Uh, and uh, give me a like i I don't know know. i don't
0: i have never liked this episode it's not a good episode i'm not saying it's a good episode you know there is a fun character follow-up in this bad episode
1: Okay. But the thing is, for this, from my perspective, what it shows you is the fall. the, the, but the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, absolutely. Right. Vinny is his father reincarnated almost, except that his father wasn't dead when he was born. So he's not the reincarnation. Yeah. But I mean, his, his personality traits, the anger, the Mm -hmm. value system. You know, like he doesn't discount. And what I really didn't like about this episode is we didn't see Carlotta. Yeah, that seems like a weird oversight. She she had to have known he was bringing
0: home extra money. Yep. And how did she feel about that?
1: You know, she can't have not. She might have (laughs) overlooked it, but given what we know about Carlotta... She there's couldn't no she have didn't. overlooked yeah. it even at that point. Nope. So they have the stand-in woman, mm-hmm. who is just who works at the bakery. Yeah. You know who does the the accounts and who does the yeah the woman who you know, uh, is, yeah, the front, yeah. is the front is the front front person usually yeah. in the bakery.
0: Yeah, the woman who runs the bakery. Yeah, and because yeah, um, there's the owner, and then there's the woman who's basically running things. Yeah, and, and you
1: know, so she's the stand-in for Carlotta. For
0: Carlotta, and you're like, why is Carlotta not there? Why is there this other woman there instead? It, yeah, why like does a why does he
1: it. never never like never in the journal is there any discussion about his wife beginning to suspect him because yeah. he's bringing us extra money, a hundred and fifty bucks a week is a lot of money. money is a lot of money. Yeah, just I mean, just remember. That I'm making, I'm working in the bank around this time. Yep. Right? When was Vinny born?
0: 68? Uh, Probably, yeah. 68. Something like that, I don't know. There. Yeah, because Vinny's a baby at this point, and Pete's like a three-year-old at this point.
1: Yeah, okay. So, we're talking, I'm making, I'm working at the bank, and I started working for the bank for $1,800 a year.
0: People don't understand uh people You know what $150 really dollars a know. week I know it's it's gigantic. People don't understand who living today just how crazy inflation started going after the 70s. Yeah,
1: I mean this was the early 70s that I was working in the Go bank. You get
0: a car for $800, you know?
1: Yeah, and you you just you sit there and 150 that's $12,000 more yep more a year.
0: I know. It's, it's
1: $18,000 a year. Yep. What the hell is, how is he explaining this to his wife? Like, yep. di- there are so many things that are so wrong about this. Be- and if we didn't know Carlotta.
0: Yeah. the
1: You know, the and way who we she do. was.
0: And yes, and we know her inside and out in many ways. Oh, absolutely. She is an incredibly, like, well-established character by this point in the series.
1: Yeah, and he worked for them for, for a number of, uh, for weeks.
0: Yeah. So yeah. what
1: was he doing with all that money? Did he That's stash it away? I have no idea.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't anyway, seem plausible that he could have. Like it. the
1: it whole right. thing it just never no. felt it right. It doesn't track. You're all. absolutely
0: right. From you what know, we know about this world.
1: About the world. as I, And the biggest problem was no Carlotta.
0: Yeah. Because
1: she, like, if she had been at home bitching about no money and the rest of it, well, that would be another thing. But she wasn't. Nope. This was not. Money meant nothing to her. No. I mean, to have it when she married Rudy, if she wanted money, she would have married Rudy.
0: Exactly. And she was a woman of character.
1: And he had to know. I mean, we already had the story about how her, his father sent back the couch that Don Ayupo sent over and got married. All of this stuff, we've got all this back stuff and this just doesn't fit. No,
0: it doesn't fit. And that's why it's not a good episode.
1: Like I could see him doing it. Like he's having a midlife crisis.
0: And that's exactly what the episode's about.
1: Him running. I can see him running numbers. But I can't see it being something Carlotta would accept. And he's
0: too young. And there's no way she couldn't have known about it. Yeah. She's too, and he's still too young to have a midlife crisis. Well, he's he's like 43, 44. Well, they say he's 42, okay? Or something like that. But
1: I'm going, so he was,
0: so how old were he? Yeah, that's actually a really puzzling thing because they didn't have kids until he was in his 40s. Yeah, a lot of this episode doesn't really track.
1: No, and 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 plus he dies when Vinny is 17 and he was young.
0: Yeah, and they I talk about how young he, he was. So wait, he's 60? He's 60 no. when Vinny died? Yeah, when, no, this this episode he, doesn't work at all. If you start no, thinking I mean, about the numbers, this episode doesn't work at all. It's it's like, no, because if his
1: father had died of a heart attack when he was 60, this is not young.
0: No. Not, not in the seventies or yeah. the 80s, right? No, this right? really should have been oh. a, a you know, this really should have been a story about twenty eight year old Vincent Terranova figuring out what kind of a man no, he John, was going to be. John, 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 John Terranova trying to figure out what kind of a man he's going to be now that he's a father. That's what yes. it should have been, but instead it's about him at age like yeah. I swear yeah. to God,
1: they said forty two.
0: So no, and I'm guess, sure you're right. That's and how he's playing. It that's how no, it, it just doesn't it track tracks. with anything we know about this character, and the world. So yeah. I so don't know. Wrote a it. huge again. Oh no, that's the crazy part. The origin of this episode is that Ken Wall wanted to play John Terranova. Like that's what happened. He has a story credit on it. It was well, his just... idea. Well, I guess he didn't read the book. <laughs> I know, right? Well, no, because it's like, as you say, his he would have his dad died when he was 17. And given the way this family works, his dad should have only been like 42, 43 when he died. Yeah. And he died because he was a heavy smoker who didn't eat well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, that is, I'm embarrassed that I didn't, you know, think about that when I was watching it. But everything you said is completely right. Like, the, this episode in no way fits with anything we know about the world of the show.
1: Except that it gives us an insight into... The,
0: the kind this. of man John Terranova was, and the, the let's face it, the personal self-doubt and psychoses that he left his son with. That he pushed yeah, onto his son. About values,
1: you know, and he yeah. says that. He knows his... Like, because he even says he knows his son is going to be a priest. His son is like three years
0: old. I know. Or four years old, right? Yeah, because for them to be any older, this episode would have to be set in the late 70s, which it absolutely isn't. No. This is so obviously set in the 60s. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, something to think about
1: yeah 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 when you you know
0: uh but anyway so what, so, what was I mean, your it's,
1: takeaway at the end
0: that you said there was a nice plot oh, no 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 all i said was the nice thing was the follow-up with pete like we actually got a sequel with the yeah. story of pete and his the priest who was running things and the idea that yeah, pete okay. like pete's message out there has echoed forward i think yeah, that is I, a nice I element
1: do, i do think yeah i do think that was a nice element but even there yeah. Vinny is is just completely,
0: yeah, um, obnoxious. Oh, he's such a dick to the priest.
1: <laughs> you no, know,
0: he really is.
1: Are right? Yeah, and he's such a such an asshole to this priest. Yeah, and I and generally speaking, for no reason, because he would not have known about what that Monsignor said to him.
0: Yeah. Because
1: he died before he got to talk to anybody. Yeah. He died as he's walking out of his I meeting. know.
0: And the show acts like that's something Vinny has uh, been holding back, uh, like, as a grudge against oh, this guy okay. all the time.
1: grudge against this Monsignor, this priest, and the church. Yeah. Well, but it's
0: like, dead. you didn't know that happened, Vinny.
1: Yeah. How could you have known that happened?
0: Oh, no, wait. Maybe he did. I'm trying to think. I hmm. don't uh, no, remember exactly no, when he died. Yes. Look, oh, no, you're no, right. No. He's criticized earlier, but that final speech that the guy's still feeling bad about did happen right before he died. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah,
1: Right before he died. And yes, the Monsignor wasn't supportive of his and Vinnie knew that, and, and Pete knew that this going into it, that the church didn't like what he was doing. Okay. This, this, yeah, I need to explain, I guess this but the 60s was post-Vatican II, as Vatican II ended in 62, and it was considered by so many Roman Catholics to be this opening of the doors of the church. You know, right. it's sort of like when Doonesbury, when, when Nixon went yeah. and Doonesbury took down the brick wall around the White House right? In his cartoons. His editorial, his political cartoons. Yep. It was very, it was sort of like that for people. And all these priests all of a sudden felt that they could be more involved in the world. Nuns didn't have to wear the heavy habits. So many priests and nuns left the priesthood and left basically being a nun um, during this period. Some of them got married but the ones that stayed started to get very involved in social issues. Okay. And so this is so and this is the time that liberation three theology starts to come to the front and working with the oppressed. All of the things that Peter Pete is is starting to do. Yeah. As I said so 60s, this is not whatever like so if these
0: yeah So, yeah, even like even the debate he's having is with his monsignor is something that uh, that was anachronistic in its own way.
1: Well, no, you still had the old guard, but just but in the this this should be this is taking place in the late 80s. Yeah,
0: early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, No, no, by that point, we're not talking,
0: you know, the the guy shouldn't make be making those kind of uh complaints about a local priest <laughs> helping He's... out at a Jewish community center uh, yeah. when it has been ransacked by Nazis.
1: Yeah there's all sorts of in the 80s there was all sorts of rapprochement yeah. and attempts to I mean this is when the ecumenical movement started and there's trying. they're trying to create sort of some kind of uh, interaction between all of the Christian denominations and they are coming close to the period where they're going to apologize to, to all Jews yeah. because of the Holocaust and what happened in Germany and what happened in Austria. And, you know, it is just, it it is just so weird. Like, yes, you know, but all of this, Still feels so anachronistic, like it doesn't even fit for the time frame it's supposed to fit
0: weird
1: anyway, I mean, and so I mean that that's just my sort of dissatisfaction with it all,
0: so yeah, I guess what she's wow. trying to say is there's no part of this episode that got it right, except except for we learn more about the character of Johnny Boy Terranova and how his son was affected by a bu- by like his particular particular brand of you know a toxic
1: masculinity toxic
0: masculinity is the best way to suit you know what i just realized something what i know i'm doing the math here like, this is in the 60s carlotta's in her 60s uh like donna Iupo's like eight years older than carlotta or something uh, she's in her 60s. He's in his early 70s. Vinny is 32. Two, yeah. So, yeah, it makes no sense, the ages there. <laughs> Anybody isn't. You this. know,
1: even if she had him at 28. Yeah,
0: right? she should be younger. Than he, she, uh, yeah, I see. The
1: two of them are in their 30s. Yeah. They're like yeah. my parents. My parents got married when they were
0: 27. Yeah. Had me when they were 30. Yeah. And my two sisters after that. Yeah. And then he would have. And if you imagine that, then, then Johnny's dying when he's 47, 48, which makes perfect sense for the, a heavy smoker and live the kind of life he did. And all of that makes sense. And you just can't reconcile it with him being 42 in this episode. <laughs> all right. Oh, and you know what? Good job. They, they, they did a good job of using makeup to like oh, make. Yeah. Uh, make Ken Wall look just different enough that you're like, he looks a lot like to make you think he looks a lot like his dad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, they do a really good job of saying, okay, he doesn't look like Vinny. I mean, the mustache always helps. Yeah. And the but the hair and just, as you say, just enough so that you can say yes, he got a lot of his dad's dominant genes. Oh Yeah. You know, unlike Pete, who got a lot of his mothers, probably. Oh, definitely. So, um... Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's an inter- I suppose the first time you see it, it's okay, but when you start really drilling down, and, and i am never all of the
0: details. This, no, this it's, not a, ever- it's not a good episode. I'm not going to debate you on that. Alright, so okay, let's move let's on to talk. the second one, which is a direct sequel. And... Uh, I mean, it is it is a direct sequel to the previous episode where, you know, <laughs> lifeguard spends half the episode yelling at his daughter for marrying this guy. And we finally meet the guy and uh, he is he is the every bit the self-important artist that we were told. But the difference is the minute he finds out that his wife is pregnant, like they have what a conversation about it. And then he immediately gets to work setting himself like uh, setting himself right and doing right by his family. So right away, eh, probably a better guy than lifeguard. Oh, before, before. before, Yeah, it's still a structure. Right.
1: That 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 she it's so funny how we often so often repeat.
0: Yeah. The pattern, if we don't
1: think about it, you repeat the patterns. Absolutely. And, I mean, the best thing about this episode is probably her mother, so lifeguard's Mm ex-wife, discussion of her marriage and staying longer
0: Mm -hmm. than
1: she should have. That not telling him just how angry she was and therefore staying in a relationship when she was that angry. Yeah, I always yeah. say I should have never gone back to
0: Australia. And that's what...
1: And, and so I recognize that as actually one well, of Well, no, it's, it's
0: a great things. moment because the mother has been so vilified and then you have his being so horrible to her last to her. Like two episodes ago. Yep. Uh, you know, like, all of this stuff. And now to, to hear her side of it, you're like, actually, yeah, she's got a really good point. Oh, sure.
1: I mean, he was... He was and he said that to his daughter.
0: Yeah. You know, a long time before he. Well, no, it, it's so funny I, that he could admit everything he did wrong to his daughter, but not yeah. to the woman he did it to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's kind of fascinating and very true. It feels like very true of the character. Yeah,
1: all, in, that, in that sense, I mean, again, this episode doesn't really push anything
0: forward. No for Vinny at all. Oh God, Uh, Vinny's barely in it.
1: Yeah. No, this is an episode. Um, it's nice to see the smoking man again. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you just go, okay. Uh, it's Mm -hmm. a pretty standard, small case. They get, they do right by the, by this guy and he'll find himself another job.
0: Yeah. Well, it's Um, interesting because, so the whole episode, but I I will say this, a lot of it goes back to the same kind of male pride, toxic masculinity stuff. Like that, that shows up a lot in this episode about whether a man provides for his family is the definition of masculinity.
1: Well, here's, here's though the problem here is that, is that these two, The the two young people. Yeah. Here's where I have a bit of a problem. Go. When she's talking about this, like he goes out and she talks about how he's an artist and she wants to support his art, blah, 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 blah. And
0: I'm going, well, honey, how come you don't have a job? Where is her job? Like, it doesn't make sense. Is she in school? Does she have a job?
1: Yeah. What I mean, what are you doing? And why are you... What? Well, I guess she's Roman Catholic. I guess yeah. they're all Roman Catholic, so she's not doing birth control.
0: Yeah. How the hell did she
1: get pregnant? And they're that's barely true. married, and he's an artist?
0: And yeah, she's
1: a homemaker? And she says she wants to support him? Well, she's gotten pregnant, and what's she going to do? How are I they going to
0: survive? I know.
1: Because he's too proud in some... Well, he doesn't like like his politics and everything else mm-hmm. are very different from her fathers oh yeah you know and he's not exactly thrilled to have you know to have sort of a an fbi agent as a, a father-in-law.
0: fascist as a father in law
1: and we've already seen just how fascist he can be two episodes ago
0: yep yeah we did he's it's, it's worth thought. it's worth noticing. So, yeah, he's no. not really comfortable with his father-in-law at the same no. time that the father-in-law's got his own issues with him. Yeah. Uh, but his father-in-law's it's it's weird because the father-in-law's issues is because he sees himself and he knows what a rotten husband and father he was. And the weird part is he's really just projecting because Steven's not as bad as Dan was. <laughs> he's just not. No. No. We see no sign of that. Yeah, he's obsessed with his art and he wants to create and he wants to do something meaningful. But literally the minute he finds out she's pregnant, he he has a a bit of a freak out cuz why wouldn't you? As you pointed yeah. out, it's not like this is something they had talked about and planned. Yeah. You know? So he freaks out for a second, but then he's like, "Welp, I'm going to go get I... a job in construction cuz I'm a qualified welder."
1: Yeah, and then and then she feels guilty cuz he has to go and work. Yeah, I know. Well, excuse me, honey, then why aren't you out there
0: pounding the paper getting, and getting a job wrong? like
1: yeah. your mother did? Yep. Your mother, as she said, the relationship was only gonna get worse and worse and worse.
0: Yep. So she got and out if,
1: and she got out before when she could still be able to provide for her daughter because she could not depend on this man. Yep. Right? Yeah. To do to do anything right and given and everything everybody tells i mean i have to admit i mean the funniest scene in this whole episode though is lifeguard frank and Vinny, and then yeah. Vinny says okay so should i shoot you both now <laughs> i
0: know they, they can't wife. stop bitching about their you know their lives yeah <laughs> i know it's a very funny scene and Uh, So the plot of the episode is the guy is putting up buildings and he's doing a real bad job of it. And Stephen's not comfortable with it. So he tells his wife about it and the wife tells the mother about it and the mother tells (laughs) lifeguard. And so because they don't want him like getting killed in an accident, because spoiler alert, he's replacing somebody who was badly injured in an accident and using their union card. Because it's a union job, but they just need bodies on the ground. Yeah. And so he's playing good. I mean, he's a welder. It's 30 bucks an hour. It's not a bad job at all. But at the same time, he's working for shady people doing a bad job. And he's yeah, not well, comfortable then, with that. The bolts. The bolts yeah, are con- our fo- our strip. Yeah. He is using like they're using really inferior materials. The bolts are gonna break, the building's not gonna be stable. You know, and he knows this. He's worked. I mean, he's a welder. Like, oh, yeah, we should have mentioned his art form is just like Roger welding. Like it's industrial art. Yeah. So he knows all about metallurgy and he knows it's perfectly obvious that this building ain't going to stand up. But everyone wants him because everyone's making money and everyone needs the work. Everyone wants him just to keep his mouth shut, but, you know, he doesn't turn anybody in, but the people he, you know, talks to turn people in. And then he
1: goes at the end, then he goes at the end to apologize to his fellow workers.
0: Yeah.
1: Who just Eh. are are perfectly happy with, they'll find another job, right? Yeah,
0: they'll find another job. He was worried he was screwing up their lives. And they're like, ah, we'll figure Uh, something out. We we are all trained construction workers, and this is Vancouver. I know it's not actually Vancouver, but you know, yeah. it's quite obviously Vancouver when you when you're looking at it. Like, how long does it take this show to finally just set something in Seattle so that they can stop being sh- ashamed to be in Vancouver as they shoot? <laughs> in second season, they're like, ah, eh, we're just gonna shoot it in. Va- we're just gonna say they live in Vancouver now to get over it." Oh, but anyway, it's uh, I mean, it's not a bad episode. It's an interesting follow up because we get more about uh Lifeguard and like he starts seriously taking a look at the way he screwed up his life and he starts taking responsibility and he like and we end up with everybody learning a valuable lesson because you know what? It's OK to accept help. It's okay to offer help. It's okay to accept help. This whole, I have to do it on my own thing is some kind of brain poison you were given by, you know, American, uh, the American educational system and culture, right? That's just not the way anything works. I wouldn't even blame it on the
1: American, I wouldn't just blame it on
0: the American culture. Yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not an education system.
1: This idea, when when you are looking at this idea of, of who men are. Yeah. This is broader. And that is very much what you saw in that end scene where he's had. So, of course, he's had the fight with his wife. And so what's the suggestion? Yeah. You no, know, the guy wants to, he said, but we're supposed to talk. Then we're supposed to work these things out. And, and, you know, and then his Hispanic, you know, co-worker just says, ah, go home, take her to bed. Everything be will be fine. fine.
0: You know? I know.
1: And I just going, Oh lordy lordy, machismo. It's yeah. not it's not just it's this is one thing that you cannot just say is related to American lifestyle and No, strength. no,
0: it's it is it is It's an endemic
1: into in Western civilization.
0: It absolutely is. Not and just Western course, though. No, it's not just Western civilization. There's this kind of, like, there's this kind of machismo everywhere. And uh, as as I have been learning, uh, like reading, up, I'm getting some,
1: starting to get some books on Korean culture, right? And as I'm learning this one book, I don't, I'm not going to buy it, but on uh, divorce in Korea, South Korea. And that's interesting because they want to blame it on, I will just say this fast. They want to blame it on, um, on outside influences and the rise of individualism in South Korea. And right. the woman who is doing this sociological study looked at all the divorces that end up in court cases, because mm-hmm. now apparently it's, it's, a, it's, it's again, like so many other things, I don't fully understand it, but you can just agree to separate and that's it. Huh. I don't, yeah. don't ask, you know, it's almost like I divorce you. I divorce you. I divorce you.
0: Oh, um, wow. but
1: um, I don't but I don't understand. but she said but she said because so many of them there's there's nothing. but she said so she did look at all the court cases and what seems to be the problem is the rigid gender roles for males and females. Interesting. It has nothing to do with so and Lord only knows you can see that. You see that time and again in all of these the either the TV shows right? Like the streaming shows or the movies you see yeah. it in. Um, so it, it, it'll it be interesting to see. No. it It is a, it, when we talk about patriarchy as the stru- f- structural, functional approach of the world, we're yeah. not talking, you know. Um, and I don't, and you can't blame that. I mean, people want to blame that on I mean, I say Western because we're just talking about this particular situation. This is the Western version of it. But that doesn't mean there aren't other versions of it.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. And it's but all talking about specific Western pathology.
1: Yeah. And, and well, yeah, we think of it as pathology. They think of it as normal. Yeah. We're the pathological ones. To think, there's something wrong with this.
0: I know, right? Oh, and that's the that's the wall we've been beating our head against our whole lives. Lord only
1: knows. Only right. because ultimately okay. my parents were very different, and
0: you I don't know out. what made
1: it. The war made them that way. So I grew up with entirely different expectations. Yeah, about relationships, about marriages, about everything, and boy, did I hit
0: brick walls.
1: <laughs> so kind of let's mentioned. move on.
0: Let's move all right. On. Let's talk about the third episode, which is reunion, uh, which is actually a lot of fun. I don't well, mind saying yes, it. I it is a lot of fun. It's it's just a it's, fun, sweet episode.
1: Well, except that I, I just fast forwarded through. Sort of the the being on the in the carnival at one point. Oh my I
0: God! Yeah, I mean there are
1: some tedious moments in this episode. Yeah, Don't the
0: carnival at the end—it's not all good.
1: And great. in the beginning too. Like there's there's about two third one third of the way through. They're at the carnival, and there's the music playing, and blah, 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 blah. I
0: know, I know. All right, so the premise of this episode is Vinny has got an invitation to his uh, high school, 15th high school reunion. He, as we uh, always, you know, beat our heads against the timeline of this show, we have the clearest statement yet. He missed his 10th one because he was in jail.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh because remember he did that eighteen Oh, no that sixteen months to over yeah. the cigarette smuggling. Yeah. So yeah, he was in jail for the previous And
1: that would have been when reunion. he was
0: twenty seven. Yeah, when he was twenty-seven. So he's thirty-two now. And they exp they finally give us some hard numbers on yeah. his age in this episode. It's very convenient. Uh but anyway he goes, and who's at the reunion? Our favorite side character from the garment trade, Mike Tory. I know, it. Eh? Who it turns out was a high school buddy of Vinny's. Like, that was such a surprise. I had totally forgotten that aspect of this episode. And Vinny's going, how come we never saw one another? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, well, you know.
0: Well, as he and as he said, it's it's a good line, which is that uh, he that thinks- he no, he he always played things too close to the chest. That's what got him killed. And yeah that's 100% true. That, that's what he that, always he always kept his cards too close to his chest. I mean that's what happened in the that's what he said when David showed up with a gun. That's what Mike said to him then. So yeah. Uh Mike made good money you know working for Ricky Penzolo. Yeah. He made very good money for it and now he's just a a regular shady lawyer. Uh you know regular shady lawyer and it turns out a lady that they went to school with that uh Mike has always had a will they won't they thing with is now a detective with the police.
1: The NYPD. Ooh. She's made it to the detective level.
0: Yep. And she ain't any better written than the other one. No, she's not fantastic. And honestly, uh, that's the biggest problem with this episode, right? Because oh, what sure. should be What should be, like, the the cornerstone of this episode is Vinny having to deal with how people are going to spend the rest of his life thinking that he's a hood. Like, that's what this episode's about. Yeah. And if the Kathy Moriarty, because that's who plays her, character was better written, this would be a very good episode. But she has the same problem all of these other female characters have on the show of just... They don't dig into it, and they don't figure out what they want to say with the characters. And as consequence, uh, the episode is weak. Yeah. But they are appendages.
1: The only two characters that aren't are Amber. Female characters, yep, I mean.
0: Obviously. Are Amber. Yeah. And Carlotta. Yep. That's the only time it's ever worked. Even Susan had that problem. And yep. we're going to find the nadir of that almost in this next arc. Yeah. Maybe not the nadir, but, uh, the really low point in this next arc when we, uh, meet a lobbyist character next week. But. God. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. So we can talk about it there. Okay. We will. We will. <laughs> Believe me, we will. Uh, but yeah, like it's just the episode is there are some fun things in it everything with him and mike is actually like they are they play really well off each other and they're both dealing with it's like what are you supposed to do with your rest of your life can you stop being a hood when you've been a hood like do your actions completely define you for the rest of the time and like it's it's well done and it turns into this weird romantic comedy where she's trying to you know, bust Vinny and Mike, and Mike just wants to propose to this woman. And it's like, feels so different from every other episode of Why Sky. Yeah. But it's it's fun at the same time. Like, it's they're taking this weird, like, flyer on a strange episode, and very little of it works, but what does work is a lot of fun. And the crazy part is, like, And this is why this episode, in the end, is a failure, even though I like it more than a lot of the other uh, filler episodes, because he and Mike are good together. That's what I like about it. At the same time, there's a big problem in the episode, because it's supposed to be about something really important. But everything with Kathy Moriarty character is so heightened and so artificial and contrived that they don't get into, like, the real effects of what this life of his is doing to him you know because uh-huh. instead of it being like an honest uh anal- uh you know analysis of what it's like being this well-known hood trying to live in the neighborhood you have this whole thing where she's a cop and she wants to get him on a certain case and so she lures him out to bug his place and blah 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 right it's it's so frustrating because this was your chance to say something real, and instead you're doing all of these over the top plot machinations. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's a very frustrating and, and, episode. and the whole and the and it feels so false.
0: Oh, absolutely! This whole business about how she shouldn't have bugged his place. I know. Well, he's a hood. She's a cop. <laughs> like she's just about like you are literally the deepest... But she broke the. Him...
1: It's the, the
0: same thing as the mafia thing. Yeah. She broke the friend code. I'm oh, her friend. God. Dude, uh, you are the most successful undercover like a- operative in the history of law enforcement. And you're mad that someone didn't trust you that you're a good guy? <laughs> yeah. Three weeks ago, you were literally sitting on the commission of the multi-families who run... Uh, the mafia on the eastern seaboard in the northeast and And she will know all that and of course she knows all that it was public knowledge (laughs) how can you possibly take this personally
1: I know and it's I mean Frank understands it Frank Frank tries to warn him no she's my friend
0: Mm -hmm. what Like, you have been doing this too long, Vinny, to be this naive. Yeah, I think that that's... And that's the the problem with the episode. It's it's the writing of Vinny that's the biggest problem in this episode. Yeah, of all things. Like, usually they get that so right. But it's like, everything Mike is doing is sensible. Everything the Kathy Moriarty character doing, whose name I'm blanking on, is sensible. Vinny is just... Yeah. Vinny is the one who's just gone bonkers about all of this. And it's just to create conflict in the episode where there shouldn't have been any. So it's, it's contrived yeah, and it's it frustrating. Sh- it
1: should have been. No, I mean, but because it ends on, like, you you can almost, well, you can't forgive it, but you can almost go, like, you get to the end of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Where you get the Ferris wheel scene, right? Yeah. She thinks
0: he's going to kill coaster, her. The roller coaster scene. The roller coaster. They're on a cyclone. Yeah. Yeah, and she like, call back to the first episode. Yeah, yeah, but she
1: but, thinks that he's go- he might try to kill her. Yeah, and rightfully
0: so. Yeah, because he's and trying then you to have, scare her.
1: Yeah, and uh, then Mike, which, like, Mike is climbing up,
0: climbing the thing to try and save her, and he falls and breaks his leg. Well, oh, yeah, she drops her gun in his head. Yeah, and he falls. Oh God, it's it's a fun ending.
1: And then he finally says what he should have said in high school fifteen years ago.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he'll he even go confesses in. Confesses his love and will like. Give he will up become him. a DA. He yeah, will become he'll, a. DA. He'll go to work on whatever she wants him. He will go to work for the DA's office. Just take him, you know, and Just uh, just marry him and accept him. And so she finally does. Mike <laughs> Cacciatore cleans up his act. <laughs>
1: And then and then you have him on his
0: crutches. I mean, that scene is pretty funny. It is. Well, no, because the joke That's is it. that it's like she's not going to let him back out of it. And she's like, you want yeah. me to marry you? We have to get married tomorrow. Because yep. so you can't back out of it. <laughs> and so he literally gets out of the hospital, still with a neck brace and a cast on his leg, to go get married. <laughs> I mean, it's got a good ending. That's the thing. Yeah. Like the the Mike and the Kathy Moriarty story is genuinely sweet and genuinely interesting, and there's something there about like what you have to do to turn your life around and make people change the way they think of you. Like, and the idea that if you if you really commit to it and you show people you're willing to change, there can be another life for you, and that would resonate with Vinny if he was better written in this episode. Yeah, I know it's so weird.
1: I don't know how they could get.
0: That Those part of it right. Yeah, and the Vinny stuff so completely wrong. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's
1: the subplot
0: that that ends the episode. It's the subplot that's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, it's the subplot that winds up becoming the focus of the episode. Like this show is yeah. so good. But, I mean, about it was making it so funny stuff about Vinny's journey. And this episode, they throw Vinny away for a fun little romantic comedy subplot. Well, no, but I mean the funniest
1: for me, the funniest line was. I didn't
0: date anybody in high school
1: because you went around and told everybody that you would pull them, basically, if they went out with me. But you wouldn't ask me out yourself.
0: I know. Because again, uh, Madonna whore, like we all know, we talked all last week about the screwed up relationship that these Italian men have with women. And and how Mike gets over himself and is, you know, ready to marry a cop, you know, a woman yeah. who's very successful in her career, who isn't just going to sit at home and be a housewife. Well, because she's, in lo-
1: she's always been in love with Mike,
0: yeah. but she would always stand her ground. Yeah. He yeah. never came around. She created a life for herself. I know. And so and that's what's nice about the episode is it's like he's admitting the error of his ways and they're talking about the toxic masculinity and they are talking about the impossible place, the impossible like structure this creates for the women trapped in this world of toxic masculinity. And this episode suggests that there's a way out of it. If people, you know, communicate and put in the effort. So in a way, way, it's a, it's a really nice episode in a lot of ways.
1: But I mean we can
0: see this is one of the
1: few times where in Wise Guy
0: yeah.
1: where I would say we could do our profiling criminal minds thing and rewrite this oh, so computer. that it actually would be a great episode and would give Vinny um something to think about. Oh yeah. That okay. Vinny would come to. Instead he comes no no, he's still in this bind. I mean, his being pissed off at her. Yeah. For bugging his house is the same as being pissed off at Don Ayupo because Don Ayupo breaks this magic, imaginary, fantastical vision he has of who the mafia is. Yep. And the old style guys were okay. You would have Mm -hmm. thought the week before. When he saw the picture, when he read his father's journal, he would have yeah. learned something. Did he learn anything? No. <laughs> no. He didn't
0: learn a thing.
1: <laughs> because that pretty much told you that all of this, this adoration he
0: has for these old-time hoods... Yeah. Guess what? It's, the stuff oh, that was going on with them is exactly the same stuff that's going on with the hoods in your time, Vinny. Now, what I what I would say, okay... Is that
1: I think what we're talking about was the intention of these episodes. Yeah. The problem is whether Canel and Lupo took their f- feet off the gas or weren't mm-hmm. watching enough. I don't know. I don't know who wrote them. Um, you know, and it, so it's
0: it is. Yeah, we'll um, have to check. Well, I told you that like again ken wall wrote how will they remember me but partially i know now, like all three episodes this week it is weird that overall character wise the one that has the most interesting stuff to say like the greatest amount is the one that vinnie's not in yeah <laughs> You know, oh, we didn't even mention at the end of the movie, like, um, at the end, we forget to mention that everybody does learn a lesson at the end of, Um, people do it all the time, because uh, Dan kicks Frank out of the house and gives it to his daughter and her husband as a wedding present. Yeah. That gives them some place to live with a nice school nearby. And he's actually gonna, like, learn how to be supportive without co- trying to control people.
1: Yeah. Well, like, the first... Okay, the first the the first oh, one what was written by Canel Lupo, but Stephen Cronish did the teleplay. Okay, well, I mean, he did a lot of good episodes. Yeah. So the re- let's go to the reunion. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. On IMDb, it oh. also does not have the one
0: in between. Oh my! People God. People do it all maybe, the time. Maybe there's. I bet what happened is there's some like question of where it originally aired maybe it originally aired much later and we're watching the production order not the airing order that well I, uh, okay but
1: then again this is again a teleplay by david j burke somebody else yeah, That's david j
0: burke did. again creator of like by like, creator of some of the best episodes so you know like he David J. Burke, like, all of these, it was written, these were all written by great, honestly, I'm sure it's just a statement of them rushing, and them, like, trying to figure out what, like, this kind of episode is not what they'd planned for, and it's not what the show was about. You know? It's, It's never what the show was about, so they struggle when they do episodes like this, and it can be very difficult for them to make them work. But at the same time, uh, you, you get some, and we're about to get some real bad examples of that right after uh, the next story arc. When we talk about Romp, likely the worst episode of Wise Guy ever, and Meet Mike McPike, you know, Frank's dad who's suddenly not dead anymore. <laughs> There's some bad episodes coming, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I gotta say, like, these episodes aren't great, but I will say that at least we can say about these three episodes that each one of them has a couple of interesting things to say. Yeah. like this But it is just, it just doesn't hang together. No, it doesn't at all. That's the problem. And the, the problematic part is, you never, they can't figure out how to make it... Like, they can't figure out how to make it work with Vinny. They can't figure out how to make it, like, resonate with Vinny. And because they can't do that, that none of them feel satisfying even when they work. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's so frustrating.
1: Okay. Now, the Wikipedia page for the episodes does have number seven as people do it all the time. Okay. That's so weird. And it's so a teleplay, teleplay by someone called
0: Suzanne Oshry. Huh. okay. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, way to go. All right, so that was our three episodes. Next week, we are back to doing uh, a story arc where a story arc that, like, doesn't even have a clear name. The Washington, D.C. story arc is, I guess, no, what we're going no, with.
1: Well, what we've got is the Capital Conspiracy on Wikipedia.
0: I'm embarrassed by that Capital Conspiracy. Uh... Now,
1: the funny thing is, is that in terms of the story, um, none of them are um, by Canel and Lupo. Not Hmm. one of
0: them. Interesting. All right. So I'm just going to give you a thing. Uh, to say first, uh, to like, uh, like uh, before, I'm going to talk about a ton of stuff I like in these episodes, these next four episodes. But, given the state of America at this moment, given, like, what America looks like today, we're probably going to spend a lot of time in the next two episodes <laughs> talking about how shockingly naive... These Vinnie episodes is. of tell Vinny is and honestly, and the, episodes. the episodes are mm-hmm. shockingly naive.
1: Well, Canal and Lupo weren't involved with them. And mm. I don't think
0: they're naive. No. Well, no. And that's that's what we're going to talk about is the portrayal of the U.S. government in Roger Lecoco's arc versus this arc. Right? Because there is a, that whole first season, as we talked about in our anti-capitalist reading of Wise Guy, the whole first season, the white supremacy arc, the garment trade, parts of the music industry, all of these dug in on capitalism and government and essentially where does the morality to make laws come from? All of that went in. And it's like, when a government does, how does a government claim legitimacy when it does monstrously monstrously illegal things, right? And even that, even those episodes, they still had the tiny bit of optimism and naivete when the Attorney General says that America's a country built on bedrock and this kind of stuff doesn't work. Dude, you're 30 years away from an attempted fascist coup. Yep.
1: <laughs> like, so it will easy. be interesting to see how we do this because there's only two episodes there are only four yeah, episodes yeah. in this day one day four day seven and day nine yeah um so it's going to be interesting that the next two episodes to see because i haven't rewatched them okay. so um i mean i do remember what they're about of course even right um but I think that it is given what we're we've been doing up to this point. It is going to be very interesting for us. Yeah. So on your, if you have the DVDs, they are episodes, I guess, uh, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Weird. As all opposed
0: right. to what they really were. Nine, ten, eleven, and nine, twelve. Nine, and twelve. Yeah. Weird. But all that matters is you got to watch. Day one and day four. Keep that in mind and you'll be watching the correct episodes. That's all we're talking about. So join us back here next time for those. Uh, But until then, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any profiling related fiction you think we should check out, drop us a line at profilingcriminalminds at gmail.com. If you're listening to this in some sort of an app or podcatcher, please rate and review it. That's how people find the show. And, of course, the big one. We'll see you back here next week. But until then, au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.